certified, certified real. Hey, I'm a little excited. You heard it here first. Certified real. Airborne. You are now listening to Real Talk Podcast. This is certified. Welcome back, Real Talk family. Um, it's your host X, as usual. Um, we got we got something special for the for the uh, for the team today. Um, we're gonna be answering some questions. I got a question that you know just keep pounding, keep coming into the to the show. You know the fans, the everybody listening would like to know. Um, got some special guests with us today. Also, um, we have Big Sarge and we have Yerm, some independent uh, um, filmmakers, photographers um, in the area. Um, so go ahead, uh, Sarge. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Right. Okay. Uh, thanks for allowing me to be on your show. I'm gonna send it back to you again. My name is uh, Robert Dion, out of uh, Los Angeles, California. Did 24 years in service, retired U.S. Army war veteran. Spent five years in the desert. Uh, this is my second life in the film industry. Um, by the way, of Tennessee is where I'm from, uh, and lived in uh, <laughs> Tampa Bay, Florida, for over 10 years of my life. I call that home. So thank you for allowing me to be on your show. Appreciate appreciate you coming in, uh, giving us your insight. Uh, what about you, Yaron? What you got? What's going on? Uh, I'm also a vet. I was uh, in the Navy for five years on the submarines. Uh, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, but I currently live in uh, Durham, North Carolina. Plan on making this my home. So, um, film-wise, uh, I just do documentaries and uh, video shorts. I'm a writer, so I usually try and shoot some stuff that's kind of centered around what I write. Um, and then outside of film, I'm like engineering everything. So i um, actually been going around designing and building my own furniture and everything in the house. So that's what I do. That's pretty dope, that's pretty dope. And you know, like I said, we already know uh, Gerard and his resume. Um, so let's let's just dive straight in. So um, I've been getting this question, um, film school uh, versus no film school. Um, I, I, I like to, you know, gather myself around um, a bunch of different people that go to film school, haven't been to film school, but we all share the love of film. So um, I wanted to come together, have this conversation, get everybody's insight, because um, we do have some uh, some individuals on the show today that um, haven't been to film school. Um, so let's let's go ahead and spark the conversation. So let's just start off from jump. Gerard, uh, what do you think, film school or no film school? Um. I'm, I'm a big person on education never hurts. Um, and then I also know that film school isn't, isn't cheap. So I always tell people go the route that is financially affordable to you. But if you're not gonna go the film school route, don't automatically assume it's gonna come easier than going through film school. Okay, okay. What about you, Sarge, what's your thoughts? My thoughts is, uh, personally, I have not been to film school behind the camera, only in front of the camera as a professional actor. But one thing I did learn after uh, directing three films and the last one being a SAG film is, uh, yeah, you, you def if you have an opportunity to go to film school, go to film school. You know, that's just my personal opinion. The simple fact is I learned a lot being behind the camera of what the actor needs to know in front of the camera. You need to come prepared in front of the camera but you don't know what's really going on behind that camera. All the work it takes to make it happen. But if you have somebody who's unskilled behind a camera, then the work is not gonna come out right, no matter how professional actor that you are. Now, if you can't afford a film, film school, like, my, like, like myself, you know, uh, with the, in my point, I'm retired from the military. My, myself, what I do is uh, I attach myself to people who go to film school or <laughs> Googleology. <laughs> mm -hmm. I have a Googleology degree, a uh, PhD in Googleology and YouTubeology, you know, so <laughs> I, that's how I also learn, <laughs> able to learn. But at the same time, Google and, and, and uh, YouTube doesn't give you that one-on-one -on -one personal touch like an instructor would. So if you have an opportunity to go, definitely go. All right. What about you? What's your thoughts? Uh, yeah, so uh, just school in general, but to relate this to film school. I think somebody going to film school would definitely give them a lot of like technical skills and things like that. And probably like uh, a good chunk of like history and techniques. Um, I think one of the best parts about going to film school, I haven't been to film school. I went to school for psychology. 
I'm going back to school for mathematics, but um, I, I feel like the network is the most important thing that you would probably get out of uh, film school that you can't really uh, get to the same or same type and same magnitude as somebody who didn't go through uh, film school. Um, yeah, I think that that network is the, the important thing. I don't think one uh, over the other, um, but definitely uh, each one has its like pros and cons. I think being out in the field, um, you're not galvanized to a certain school of thought. You know what I'm saying? I feel like depending on where you go for film school, your professor and everything like that, what you learn and how you acquire that information. I feel like it can kind of like, you know, galvanize you to a certain style for a little bit, but outside of that, then, you know, you kind of, it's, it's kind of like real wide open. Right. Yo, great answers. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'm, 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 uh, I agree with you, Sarge. Um, I think you should definitely attach yourself um, to individuals that are in that realm. Cause I, I believe that's a different realm. Like that's, complete it's, it's like a separation in my opinion on the two um I, me personally I'm 100% go to film school I think film now definitely in 2021 is like any other career um in a lot of careers if you want to be a doctor a lawyer um education is, is an important it's an importance to that to that field um I mean, of course you don't you don't have to um go to film school to be a filmmaker but I think depending on what level um, you see yourself or where you want to be, it's always better to put yourself in the best situation um, to, do, to, to do that. Um, and I think by going to film school, you kind of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say get a head start, but you do get a decent start in going into that career with networking, like you said, knowledge um, of friends that, that, you, that you've, that you've um, created while you're filming because they force you to work with other people in your classes. Um, and these are also people that you know um, you share a passion with. And I feel like that right there in itself is definitely worth um, the idea of going to film school. Um, uh, you brought up one thing about networking. Um, and it's interesting because I've seen a post, because uh, you know, Facebook is like education nowadays. Um, I've seen a post that kind of said that uh, networking is more important uh, the post actually read that um, networking will get you in places that a degree can't, right? Um, I personally disagree with that. Um, I think college is all about networking, no matter what your field of study is, especially in film, right? So for example, at my school, I'm constantly getting hit with like emails, um, text messages of opportunities um, for internships and different things like that. Um, so I wanted to know your thoughts on, on that you know, on the networking aspect of things. Have networking been a little bit harder for you, especially when you saw since you, you know, you said you built that that network um, by going to school for acting and now you're on the behind the camera. Has net, is the networking the same? Has it been harder? Well, um, I can say this. Um, I'm, a, again, let's go back, you know, go back on the, the, the school level. Yes, you're gonna get the foundation laid with school. There's no doubt about that. No if and buts about it. That work part, we learn something that's not inside the books. That's what comes from that that networking part. Mm -hmm. The networking part is, is absolutely uh, helped me to even establish to do my last uh, SAG film, and being smart about it. All right, you got to network the right people, not just with anybody. Right. So, you know, uh, I don't know if we can call schools out here, but I'm in here in Los Angeles, and there's one particular school I went to that that I visited. That, that's, that's vet friendly. And from that networking with them was able for me to, to get my whole entire crew for my film. Right, okay. And the equipment, that, the equipment I didn't have that had the equipment that I needed from the film. So networking is a real big thing here in Los Angeles, but getting still, if you don't know what the heck you're doing, right? That's where the education part comes in. You gotta educate yourself on, on your equipment. Again, that's why I come back to, hey, if you don't know how to run a camera, then why are you calling yourself a DP? If you don't know how to run sound, then why are you volunteer to be the sound guy? You have to have those fundamentals, fundamental, fundamental. Fund, fund, and guess what? I had to have trust as a director. If I'm asking a sound guy, do you know what you're doing or do they know what they're doing? That's why I asked for that resume. It comes back to what? The schooling portion. So I, I look and say, what have you done? And I listen to what they've done. And that's what's helped me out a lot 
as far as networking is concerned. Uh, I hear it's, it's kind of like that who you know type deal, but yet still you better know what you're doing if you get hooked up with that, you know, with that big time deal. So, right. right. What about you, Gerard? I know you got it. You know, you had a little bit different approach to it. Um, I, I mean, I agree. I, I I'm, I'm 100% agree with with the networking. Like I have, I've, I've been incredibly lucky and blessed to have been able to network with, with, with tremendous talented people who went to film school, who, who had that knowledge and were willing to share it with me. And that's where we came up. Like we've talked about this one of the times that come on, why we have, we have the one rule, like everybody gets an opportunity to, to come work with us. Um, we have people who come on and say they know all this stuff, but they don't know what B-roll is. They don't know what, what v, uh, shit on a log. And, and I, I'm the type of person, if you don't know something, just let us know front. Hey, I didn't go to film school. I, I don't even know how to put an SD card on the camera. We'll, we'll show you. Cause then that way we know how to build you up. But then I've come across people who didn't go to film school and they show up and they think they, they're like, film school 2.0 and they think they know everything but they haven't uh they really don't i think the more you network the, the, the surround yourself with good people because those good people are going to make you look like a great person uh like you know what you're doing i i i personally i tell people all the time like i sometimes i'm like the dumbest person in the room because i surround i've been lucky to surround myself like tremendous talent and, and smart people who know more than i do sometimes so Networking is a key to succeeding in this industry because you're not going to make it alone. You know, you got something to add to that? Yeah, um, I was just going to say I actually agree with the quote. Um, yeah, I actually agree with the quote that uh, networking will get you places that a degree won't. Um, just in my personal experience, I know that I've come across, I've I've gotten jobs. Um, where I probably needed more education than what I had, like a lot more education. And just because people knew me from the past or knew, like I had somebody, uh, but still school, I'll still go back to the whole school. School, I feel like it's like, I'll say it's superior in networking with people because just on a normal every like day-to-day -day basis, like uh, if you're a person like me or somebody else who, who has a whole nother job outside of film, um, you might not necessarily have the exposure to other people in the industry as heavy as somebody who went to school. In school, you literally have your instructors who are there to teach you, you have other students, you have like probably guests and people passing through the school who have like a wealth of information and uh, techniques and history and stuff like that that they can offer you. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like this big, meeting ground where you can just go and talk to anybody and get on like just constantly pick people's ear so i think school is like superior in terms of like networking and stuff but that networking will also get you into places that like if you don't take school seriously and i've seen this even in just my undergrad studies if you don't take school seriously you don't go out there and meet people talk to people and stuff like that um talk to your professors and everything it's gonna be a waste of a degree to you know what I'm saying? It's like you paid $40,000 for a piece of paper. And it's like, well, who do you know? Who, do you, who can you hit up from your university and say, hey, like such and such, like, you know, I know you're doing this or whatever. So I think networking is a pretty big, is a pretty big thing. And I think that school is uh, one of the things that provides that. I definitely agree. I think, I think uh, it plays hand in hand more than, you know, some people may uh, want to admit uh, to it. Um, but I think, I, I, I don't like to say that maybe a degree would make things for you a little bit easier because, you know, that's not 100% true. But I do uh, believe, like Gerard was saying, that having somebody with a degree um, on a team is definitely going to help you, um, especially with the networking, uh, especially today where, um, you know, positions, you can't even apply to the position unless you have, you know, that piece of paper. Um, and then, of course, you know, you have some people that's more, you know, talk suave than others and things like that. So the degree in, in those hands is needed. You know, you like me, I'm more of a talkative person. Um, I'm a little bit more comfortable, um, you know, going up to somebody and asking questions. How do you do this? You know, um, what's a Dutch angle? What's this? You know, things like that. 
you know, versus somebody else who may not be able to, to have that function or be comfortable doing that, you know, that degree may be able to put them in that room to give them the, the floor that they may need um, to move forward and get their stories told. Um, and, I, and I do think that's, that's important. Uh, another thing that I do get a lot is um, people use, uh, you know, people that they know that are successful um, in the industry as examples on why they don't need to get a degree, right? Like, uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino doesn't have a, you know, MFA. Um, you know, other individuals like that don't have MFAs. Why, why should I get an MFA? Um, when, when you hear that, what, what's your thoughts and what do you think about that? Hmm. Uh, um, no, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, I think, I think people who think that are thinking of a different time in Hollywood. They're thinking of a different time in the film industry. Uh, it's, it's gone from who you know and what you wanted to do to what you actually know and what you're capable of doing. So like, I, I've talked to people, I mean, I've looked at trying to get jobs with some of the bigger studios and they've always said, I got hit with which college, uh, which film school did you go to? Um, you may eventually get there. You may eventually be like, oh, I made it and I don't have a degree, but it's going to be hard. You're, you're, you're not going to learn everything in school in four years, eight years, depending on how much of a degree you want to get. But you're going to have to learn if you ever want to make it there. You're going you're gonna to have to pay your dues one way or another to, to get to a Tarantino or, or, or a Spielberg level. What about you, Sarge? Um, my, myself, personally, you have, just, just like in the NBA, you have people who have a unicorn effect. You know, they they, they, they come ready. <laughs> the Packers are, they, they don't need film school. You know, they, they, they don't need uh, acting school or anything like that. Like, for instance, a lot of people don't know, Will Smith still goes to acting school. Mm -hmm. A lot of people He still currently still goes to acting classes. That's crazy, right? That's the way he, he's making all it. Yeah, he still goes. Then you have others that's out there that don't have to do so because it comes naturally to them. And with, with being a person that's been blessed in that, in that form of matter still, even if you're blessed in that matter, you still have to go back to what? The books. You still got to learn so you can make it in advance in the industry. So it's no matter what, it does go hand in hand. You still got to fall back. Like myself personally, like myself personally. You know, being, being, being an actor is one thing, okay? Learning the art and craft is not just, just saying words. You know, you, you're bringing a character to life. You're a storyteller, bringing something off the page to, to life for people to believe. If I can make you cry, if I can make you laugh, if I can make you pissed off at me or angry at me, or if I can make you like want to join me in my adventure or want me to see me dead, then I have won that battle from bringing off a piece of paper to life, right? But I had to learn the art of doing that. Same way, if I if I get behind the uh, the, the camera, I learn. Whoa, it's, it's more than just directing. You gotta learn everybody's position so you understand how to talk to them. They'll know automatically if you are a novice or not. They'll know automatically if you don't know what the heck you're talking about. Just soon. And actually, no, that's not everybody realizes that you don't want to say in action. All right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know, it, you know, just little things, just the, the little smallest things. But that's what you learn in school. That's that's a whole idea. And that's the whole idea. If somebody has a unicorn effect and they're able to have that part where they, they had to, the, the, like you said, be savvy with their words and learn how to bring people together, they still got to learn what they're doing. Or they're going to be the same level. They'll never advance. And then people will figure it out. Yeah, I definitely agree, um, especially what, what Gerard, uh, Gerard was saying. Um, I think uh, people still have this idea um, that film um, is, is easy um, and, you know, lack of words. Uh, I think as time come on from, you know, the 70s, the 80s, 90s, that they found a way to um, make a lot of money doing film, right? So they took it from, you know, an art, at first it's an art, like we're showcasing an art form to, um, you know, we're starting to tell more stories as we go along. So now this is really profitable. And I think when it comes with it being really profitable, um, people want security um, 
and what they're you know putting their money into, right? So you know these two these films getting you know two hundred million dollar budgets. There's a whole team of marketing and and, and um, mathematicians or whatever the case may be that are calculating um, how much money they put into the film to how much money they're getting out, right? So people are not putting up two hundred million dollar films, you know, for for individuals that just want to go outside and have fun um, with the camera, right? And I think um, people outside of the of the community are starting to slowly, slowly realize that, you know, this is really a business and there's some real um, education and educators and money behind it. And there's a formula that that you learn, you know, by doing it um, and, and, you know, and by going to school. Um, so that's one reason why I wanted to have this conversation because that kind of comes out um, as we're having a conversation that, you know, there's really a formula behind everything that we do, right? Like, so that camera is on this angle, on this tripod for a reason to, you know, to get out a certain story or a certain message. And there's a reason for that, for every angle. And you learn, you have to learn that stuff if you want to be on that level. And um, a lot of times people want you to know that already before you're actually on the film set, right? Like, so like not everywhere is a, is a place to learn, right? Like when you go to work, you get hired to do certain things. Sometimes they train you, but you know, sometimes they, you should already know this, right? Like you should already know that you got to do this, that, and the third. So do you, uh, do you, do you think that, um, that the film industry becoming more lucrative has had uh, an impact on the art of it? I don't want to like this real quick question. Now this is a great question. Um, I personally, um, at the level that I want to do film, I think there is no art in it anymore, if that makes sense. You say right? I think there's no what? No art? No art in it anymore. I think it's all to make money. Um, I think that's the bottom line. I think you have some um, filmmakers that, that do some art, like a Spike Lee. He always has an artistic feel to his films. But mm -hmm. then you, and then, and then of course, based on um, what's already been created, like certain angles, angle, certain styles, different things like that are automatically in the film because, you know, my favorite, um, like, like for example, this, that Spike Lee shot where he always does like, um, like it's a first person shot, like he's riding a bike and the camera's right in front of his face. Um, like it's um, handheld type film. Um, he oh, does yeah. that like all his, all yeah. his films, you know, and, and that's an art, like it's an art, it's a style, it's an art that he does. Um, but you don't see that in every film. Like, you don't see that in other people's films. Like when you'll watch, I don't know, you watch a comic book movie like Thor or something like that. Like, yes, they have beautiful shots, but a lot of times those beautiful shots are because they're using a $50,000 camera, right? Um, but the, the point of the film is to make money. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's um, foremost at the top. And then I think the, sec the second, um, depending on who's making the film is um, representation, right? So like, um, which is a big, huge thing where they want black people to look a certain way. They want Asians to look a certain way. They want um, the gay community to look a certain way. So I think those are the top two things. I think art is like last. I think people who make film for art, they don't make a lot of money off of it, if that makes sense. What are y'all thoughts on that question? I think to, 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 to jump on that question, I think uh, I'm gonna break it down to the Hollywood. The, the big budget films are like superheroes, the Fast and the Furious, the, the Supermans. Uh, those are getting the two, three hundred million dollar budgets. Easy. To me, they're they're entertainment. They're not art. I think the the B level films, like the stuff that we do, because we, because we're trying to prove ourselves, but we're not trying to sell out right now. We're uh, we're all trying to show, hey, I can do this. Um, I've been I've been lucky to have worked with Sarge and 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 X. And I've seen the, the the crap that you guys put in and actually planning out a shot to, to try to make it as, as artistic and as good as possible. Like to this day, one, like one of the best shots in Desolation Evil is that one that acted where you came out from behind the car and you did that that uh, that pen up. I mean, that, that shot was amazing. Um, and I've seen some of the stuff that Sarge's done. So it's like, we I think that the B-list, the C-list uh, filmmakers, like the indie people, we are trying to show, sh still keep the art alive. Hollywood is just, hey, how much can we make out of this? Because we got to pay back executives, uh, shareholders, actors. Um, we got to make sure we make enough money to throw it back into the sequel. Because mm -hmm. 
you're not you're not gonna make Superman or Thor or anything of those but like okay let's see how it does before we like you already got three four scripts written out and you need the money for that to come out of the the first one that you make and uh to, to tack on to that um the movie industry and storytelling is the oldest art form on this earth even with biblical and spiritual mm -hmm. well it, 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 even uh, if you don't mind me, even the Bible itself is built off of stories. Mm. Stories from the front of, from the from from, uh, from Genesis to Revelation, the whole entire book is built off from stories. So the art of storytelling has been going on for for the beginning of time, passed down from generation to generation. Now, when it be, when it when it was able to be put on camera, yes, a lot like like Gerard said, a lot of people want to do it for art form of of their viewpoint of what they're saying, like the Spike Lee, you know what I'm saying? This is my viewpoint from New York and this is how we see it. And and then like like myself, you know, uh, having uh, uh, putting a spotlight on human organ trafficking you know, something like, yeah, yes, that's, that's, that's still the art form. But yes, it's a money maker because to this day, you can turn on the television and that's all it's all about, selling products, selling toys, selling, selling merchandise, selling shoes. It's all what tied to this industry. And I hear that's all of it. I hear now. I can safely say, you know, <laughs> that's what that's what's all about. How much is this gonna make our company? How much is this gonna make our company? Now, even if it makes a certain amount, we'll still cancel your show. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna name names of uh, company out there because I don't want to mess myself up, you know. And, and that's look, and that's just how it is in this industry. You can't even name names. You don't want to be be put apart or something, but. How much can this, can your piece make my company? And if it makes a certain amount, it still might get canceled because I see something that's shinier and brighter or whatever over here, and it might bring in more money. But it's going to continue to be that way as time goes on, even more so. I, like Gerard said, hey, any movie that's less than $200 million out here is a low-budget film. Did y'all know that? Even if it's $50 million, $100 million is still considered a low-budget film in Los Angeles. So with your low budget film, what are you gonna to do to make it be seen by some, what do, we, what do we do? We shoot a little pilot and we go pitch it. So we can bring it to the big main screen and hopefully it goes to the main screen. And if it does, we hope it lasts for season one, all the way through season one. It might get chopped off at episode five, but you just hope they can get that part. That's what it came, that's what it came down to. Even from the Easter Bunny, even the Santa Claus. It's, it's, we've always been a storytelling type culture mm -hmm. so you have to find out what you want to do as a person how do you want to, how do you want your legacy to be left behind that do you want to be known as the one that held on to the culture held on to culture and like you said mr stone you like, hey that's the one that might not make that much money so i mean that your passion has to be higher than your bank account that you want mm -hmm. your bank account. because passion projects don't seem to grab as in, I'm jumping off a 2,000 story building, I'm landing on my feet, and I'm not even a superhero, and I got a gun, I'm running down the street to shoot somebody. Come on, man. But people watch it. You know, I don't think sagas, but they're on a saga 10, about to come out of a saga 10 of a fast driving show again with another, uh, with, a, with a wrestler from a very famous wrestling company. They won't let it die. You know why? Mm, makes money. You will see it. That's yeah, and guess what didn't die during the pandemic? It only transformed. You don't have to go to the movie theater. You can watch it from your home. Because they got to make that what? That money is too, it's too big of an industry. So I understand what you're saying, Mr. Stone. Definitely. Um, it's funny that y'all brought up uh, in this conversation so far, y'all brought up some things. I do want to touch on uh, the streaming part because I believe um, because film switched over to streaming, it makes it even more important to get your education because that's a whole new realm um, that we're playing in, right? So that's a whole new access. Um, so more films can be made, which means they need more people to make films, um, which you know opens up for more school opportunities and stuff like that. So I think that's another reason that's very important why you go to school because you might not be, um, you know, us sitting here want to be directors and filmmakers. We may, we may never ever be at that uh, Spike Lee level or the Quentin Tarantino level, 
but that doesn't mean that we can't, you know, get our films on like, like y'all have on Amazon or on Netflix or Hulu or these other streaming websites, which is a whole nother um, stream of income, you know? Um, so I did want to touch on that, on that streaming aspect. So what are y'all thoughts on that streaming? Aspect? So like, I think it's important. I think um, it's needed. And it even, like I said, it empowers and put more emphasis on the fact that you should go and get that film degree. What, what are y'all thoughts? Because there's more security there. Like you got more job options now with the streaming network. So what are y'all thoughts on that? What about you, Saul? I like, uh, I'm gonna I say, like, oh, you got, you got, you got, you got no, I was about to say, I like, uh, I like the streaming platforms just as, for me as a consumer, uh, I know that uh, with these streaming platforms, it gives people the convenience of seeing my art per se. You know what I'm saying? Um, because without Netflix and like Apple Music and all these other things, like I know for sure that I wouldn't have gone and like listened or watched like uh, like I've been I've watched a lot of Nollywood films on Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. And before before Netflix, how would I have even been exposed to those Nollywood films? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or um, you know Amazon Prime or like uh, Hulu or HBO. You know what I mean? Like being able to watch documentaries and stuff like that mm -hmm. on there, like conveniently. You know what I'm saying? All I have to do is pay less than twenty dollars a month, and now I have access to all this art. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think that. Um, I think streaming's done a lot. Uh, I heard, actually I was on a TED talk earlier this morning and the guy said that um, streaming platforms are, are better for, now he was talking about musical artists. I'm not sure if this is the same in the film industry, but he was saying that it's better for the artists because now they, they don't have the record label liaison. Now you have the streaming platform, you know what I'm saying? And now you have just greater reach so I, I think streaming platforms are a good thing in terms of like getting exposure with your art and everything. And it kind of circumvents the whole like Hollywood process. Like you can still kind of keep that art um, because now, you know, you're talking to basically like the TV itself. You're like, hey, TV, look, I got my idea, da 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 da. Like, I think it can make you money. You know what I mean? So now you can solicit it directly to this entity that's showing to everybody you know what i mean definitely what'd you like to say Hold on my do you want do you want to go you go ahead i'll go behind you you're right about the music industry you're definitely right about the music industry it's streamlined it keeps that a and r out of in between that artists making money they can have all the promotions and everything else they look fly everything else, but not really 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 making that money now that you have the the, uh, the the streaming industry, now they can make more money back for a musician. Mm -hmm. Now, as an actor, between streaming and going through these companies, you want the companies because uh, you know I was not named name. Streaming companies pay you out for your film. They pay you what they pay you is what they pay you. That means no residuals. What they pay you is what they pay. So if you on a you pay you got a movie that they like and they bring a board, once they pay you, that's it. That's it. They just cut you one flat check. Yes, because it belongs to them now. Oh wow! So you just forfeit the they, film. They won't. Prime example. Uh, I can say it. David Chappelle proved that point. He proved that point. Stop watching comedy. With a certain time period for this for my show, because they're not what paying me Comedy Central online streaming, so they stopped it. Everybody stopped watching it, and they take it off and they paid him his money because yes, they they were not first of all they were not trying to pay him, but if they did, they were gonna pay him one time and one time only, and that's it. Did no residuals. TV series, TV series on, on streaming versus TV TV series uh, without streaming, yeah. That's a good thing. That's that's residual money every every uh, day, right? If you're an actor, or if you're on a crew. But what if they that that streaming company? I'm being very cautious about say decide that hey, even though it made this much money and you're doing good, we're just gonna cut off and go grab something else. Oh, that's it. 
they've already paid you everything. So you see what I mean? So it, it, that's the only part about streaming. You can get cut out on the so business. What, so what's about? So what's the difference in ownership then at that point? The the, the ownership is if, if you are an actor, or if you're you know you're an actor or artist, and you're and if it's not on a streaming platform, you can you can get those residuals. Now listen, trust me, y'all please fact check fact check me. All right, that, I want that to happen, Mr. Stone. All right, definitely, but. That you're cut out. Once they pay you, you're done. So that's why we lean away from it. Even though some of the high-end A-list actors want to lean toward not going that route, they want you to go to the movie theaters, right? They want you to go buy the DVDs. They want you. you think about it. You don't have to buy the DVDs anymore. Even if you do, if you buy it online, right? You, they're streaming. They still got to give a portion to the streaming company. And then they get the little portion. So yeah, it's, it's pros and cons and everything. Will your face get shown and will you be out there? Yes, you, your name will be out there the whole nine yards, but how much do you have to sell just to get that amount of money you're looking for, right? And that's what it comes down to. Even if you own a, if you have your own streaming channel, there's so much you have to do to, out, to keep that streaming channel going. Gerard knows what I'm talking about. You gotta, you, gotta, you gotta have so much to go into just to keep that channel going. But then you paying this person, that person, that person, even though it's a streaming channel. Mm -hmm. So that you, you have to look at the the you have, you have to look at it as what's going to be beneficial for you and your company or you as an individual before you move forward. Mm -hmm. Now, sort of tied this to education. That's where the education part mm -hmm. comes in again. So it's so doing, and you just signing the contract and not understanding the ins and outs of that contract in the music industry or the film industry. Then don't complain to anybody. <laughs> you get what I mean? So yes, the education. No matter what we talk about, it still comes back to the education part. You have to be educated no matter what. The rich are rich because of what? They open books and they read. And they get to educate themselves. So yes, education is always going to be number one. Network, network is, is a big deal about it, but education is number one. So, so I was looking on... Um... I agree with you. Uh, I agree that they, uh, it's, you know, what we do is a, a contracted world, right? So, you know, you sign a contract, you do, you perform a job, you get paid, you move on to the next thing. Um, I was looking at it more so as it gives you other opportunities, right? So like, I 100% agree that, of course, you got to sit down, read your contract, know what you're signing, know what you're doing, um, understand the math, understand the formula behind it and, you know, put your best foot forward. Um, but that is still an opportunity that's out there for you, right? So you can't have, at the same time, you know, you can have a movie that you just put in theaters and then you can have a movie that you put on a streaming network, uh, a streaming site, and then you, now you're working over there doing, you know, a, a film that's going through the, the festivals and making funds and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of more so that I was looking forward, um, looking towards, but I definitely agree with that. You definitely got to understand um, and streaming is just another platform um, that you have that you can um, either put your film on, um, act on, whatever the case may be, um, and still get it, and still get an income from it. How you get your income and the way it comes, like you said, it's all about education, knowing your stuff, and and, and being prepared to to go ahead and do that. Did you have anything to, to touch on that, Jerome? Uh, no, you're kind of saying what I was thinking. Like uh, anyone who's an indie artist, if you make a movie don't even dream about watching the theaters unless you rent it out to do a premiere for you and your team. But with streaming, you, like the, the opportunities are endless because you have, it seems like everybody nowadays, you got, you got Disney, you got Netflix, HBO Plus, uh, Paramount, uh, Peacock, Discovery, uh, Paramount's coming out with one, uh, MTV's coming out. So I think there's a lot of streaming out there there's no reason why uh, uh, if you make a good movie, you don't have an opportunity for yourself at this point. You you shouldn't be like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, pick up the phone, call, like, make phone calls, reach out to the people. There are opportunities out there for you. Uh, you just got to be smart of the way, what how you do it in the back end. And I know we're going back and forth, and I, I agree with the Sarge thing. If you're an indie artist, before you sign a contract with any distributor with any streaming channel hire an attorney let them deal with it because there are loopholes 
where you can um, get royalties out of it. But look at, um, I'm just thinking about this because we're talking about streaming, um, Quiet Quiet Place 2 that just came out. Yeah. Uh, that was supposed to go straight to theaters. And the, my, my understanding is the way that contract was written, uh, it premiered in theaters and on the streaming channel. It was never supposed to go to streaming for a premiere. So streaming created an opportunity. If it wasn't for streaming, we would have not, we would have watched movies from uh, 1901 all of last year. Um, I watched a bunch of great indie stuff on Netflix and um, Amazon this last year because there's a lot of indie talent out there, um, which is really good. So there's opportunities for people to put this sort of stuff out on streaming. Me and Sarge just uh, had a conversation with somebody. Hopefully it won't be uh, going that route soon. So opportunities out there. You just got to know how to find them and how to how to do them. And education will play a big part on that. So, definitely. <laughs> I'm not saying to turn it down. I'm, I'm saying understand the, the, the concept of that, of that streaming. Yeah, you... You have more opportunities in the in the artists. You do, but just understand the whole concept of it. You know, of, of how it works. So, right. Um, and and that's beautiful, and that's great knowledge. Um, that I'm getting, everybody's watching is getting. Um, you know, from individuals that are actually out there, um, getting it done and stuff like that. Um, but I did want to um, move forward a little bit and talk about some benefits, um, on both ends, right? Like, what's some you know some benefits from going to film school. Um, and some benefits for not going to film school. Um, I would like to start off, you know, like we already touched on um, the knowledge and stuff like that. Um, Sarge, you even said it yourself. Um, there's some equipment out there that's that's really expensive um, that could be the difference from, you know, winning a festival or not winning a festival, you know, and, and going to, you know, a good film school or film school in general, um, you'll be able to use that $30,000 camera that you wouldn't have been able to use if you didn't go to film school. Right. So that's one big thing that I that I like to point out on a lot is that you're, there's equipment, you know, like I'm going to Emerson um, right now and they have some equipment that there's no way that I would have been able to get my hands on that. I could just, you know, walk up to the school, sign my name and utilize that equipment. You know, um, another thing I like to point out is you're getting knowledge um, from individuals that are actually um, working in the school. And, and I mean, that have actually working in the film community. Like for example, um, my screenwriting uh, professor, um, he wrote on Animaniacs um, back in the nineties, right? So I'm oh, getting- that's awesome. Right, so I'm getting knowledge from individuals that have had some real success um, in the field and they have to do it, right? Like they, they're getting paid to give me the knowledge that I need, right? So I don't have to necessarily, like we discussed earlier, maybe that individual is not the talkative type or not the out there um, type of person. But he can go get on a, or she can get on a Zoom call and speak to an individual, um, you know, that's been in the field for 20, 30 years, that know how it works, that has it, he, um, their own connections that, you know, that you can talk to and you can work with. Um, that's one that's really big. Um, another thing that's really big that schools do is they, they kind of force you to get a mentor, right? So I have to, you know, pick a teacher that, that I connect with and they and they help me mentor help mentor me in a direction that I want to go um, right so like I want to be a horror film um, director um, so my mentor you know did some research for me and helped me get all of that situated on how I can go from point A to point B and then he also helped create a class um, that that you know that did um, some horror history right so I was able to take that class and dive deep into that and get some more knowledge on that. And I feel like that's something that you really can't get. It, it, it would be harder to get um, without going to school. So those are just three that I jumped, that I thought of in the top of my head. Do y'all have any um, to add? Yeah, so um, when I started out, um, I knew, I knew, I didn't, like to me, going, going on my own film set for the film I paid for, I felt like I didn't even know how to tie my shoe to get on there. Um, I didn't know about audio. I didn't know about camera, uh, but I couldn't. I was, I couldn't afford film school. There was stuff that kept me from going to school, um, and then audio. I learned audio is a huge thing in films. Um, that's something I learned the hard way. I think I would have benefited from learning that from going to film school. 
because um, you can shoot a film and you might not be able to color grade it right. Just always turn the film and make it black and white. Um, you can cut scenes to make the story flow, uh, but you can't edit a film with crappy audio. That was one thing I would have learned uh, quick. Um, same thing with lighting uh, and a lot of like the the pronouns and lingo that goes on on, on a film set. Um, I, I think I said in the beginning, the first time I will step a mile, said like, "Oh, we'll get the sling. We're gonna shoot on a vlog. Uh, we we need, we need a jib. We need the the dolly." I'm like, "What are we talking about? Like, I'm just writing checks for this stuff, and I have no idea what it meant." So I think like, had I gone to film school, I'm like, I would have been more comfortable learning that stuff. Um, I'm a big, big thing. Like education never hurts you. Education is going to be your friend. And with um, what you said, actually having a mentor, um, I was like, my, when I started out, I had a um, love of the death, the end, and Sergeant Meadow when we did Lawless Law. Uh, she was my mentor. She went to Valencia Film School. Like she took me under her wing and she started showing me stuff and teaching me stuff. And I'm, I'm forever going to be grateful to her because she didn't have to do that, but she did. Um, I probably wouldn't be sitting talking to you guys if it wasn't for someone mentoring me along the way. So that's why uh, finding a mentor, someone who's willing to take the time to teach you, even after film school, is going to be huge. And always, always, whatever you do in this industry, always be humble because someone is always going to know a lot more than you do. What's your thoughts, Aaron? You got, you got some thoughts on that? Um. No, I I completely agree with y'all about uh, school and everything like that. Me, I, I didn't go to school. Um, I would say I knew a lot of that stuff only because um, I think people who don't go to school are um, extremely aggressive learners um, and they have a lot of time to learn. Uh, me, a lot of the stuff I learned was actually like just staying up late in high school. I used to watch mad music videos. I'm talking about like I used to watch, like that was my pastime. Me and my cousins, we would sit down and we would analyze these music videos. So in high school, I wanted my videos to look just like the music videos. So any difference in the music videos, like the cut scenes, how they tell the story and everything like that, um, I wanted to know why. Like how Gerard talked about audio, when you're shooting a film or a documentary, if you don't have good, you can have really, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to curse, you can have really terrible, like, you know, picture quality. If the audio is on point, like if, if your camera is steady and audio is on point, that's going to look like one of the best films ever. You know what I mean? But if you have, you could have, which I've had, you could have really good camera quality and audio shot, it's shaky and everything like that. And it's not going to matter. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know, like, I, I agree with everybody about it. school definitely guaranteeing that you get the meat, you know what I'm saying, that foundation. Um, somebody outside of film, some film school, they might be very talented and they might know a lot, but there's gonna be like some holes because with everything nowadays, everything's standard, right? How he talked about the, like a lot of the pronouns and like lingo and stuff they use off or on set, you know what I mean? It's like. Um, it's kind of standardized. So if they start using these terms and stuff like that, for me, somebody who's never been in that realm and never went to school, I'm going to be pretty lost when they start talking about certain things. You know what I'm saying? How he said, you don't say ready in action when you uh, when you start. And I'm like, yeah, I do. You know what I mean? But I'm, that's me and my inexperience. You know what I mean? So it's actually a, it's actually kind of interesting because before I went to film school and before I got on a film, my first film set, I always thought um, the director did all of that, right? Like, like I always thought the director calmed people down, uh, told people where to go, um, when to come, when to leave, um, told everybody, you know, quiet on set and all that stuff. And then finally said action. But my first film set, it was the assistant director that was really doing all the running around, all of the, you'll be quiet or where are you? You need to be here. And, then, and really all the director did was say action, right? So um, even in film school, you know, you learn some stuff when you go um, on set, 
Um, so I thought that I thought that was actually interesting when you when you bring up the lingo because everybody does it a little bit different, right? Because I'm sure you know a set that that Gerard is, is is in charge of you know runs a little bit different than the set that that Sarge is is trying to um, is in charge of, right? And then different from the way I do it, um, right? But like you said, there is some lingo that if I spit out this information, you know, you know it, you know what it is, no matter what set um, you're on. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that, Sarge? Or not, you know, the last question we had. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. The reason I was able to last 24 years in the military, yeah, one concept, I've been using the film industry, and it's worked for me uh, ever since. Uh, if I know it, I know it. If I don't know it, I'm going to give it to somebody who knows it. So this last film I did, uh, uh, first SAG film as a, as a director, yeah, I went to the film school. And my whole entire crew came from that film school. They mm -hmm. came from film school. And then I didn't just say, I was like, what, are you Are you just freshman starting now? Or where you at? You know, oh, I'm a senior. Okay, seniors been here for a while. Junior senior, they've, they've been there for a while. They've been through that, that, that roughness. They crying with tears on their books because they couldn't figure something out until they get through that group and they finally figured it out and they got they, they ran some films before. They just, just ain't just their first one. That's exactly what I did, because I knew. If I don't know it, I'm a, hey, any leader knows this one thing. If you, you can't know everything, you, you put surround yourself with a lot of people who do. All right? So I knew if I'm going to run this first SAG film here, professional film here in Los Angeles, I'm going to a film school where I know the young, eager, hungry, and, and the, the, the dependable part, you know, it, it depends on the person, but they're young, eager, and hungry. That's all that matters. And very happy to be on set. That's the whole idea. And they were very knowledgeable of their equipment. I've seen, and, and they know how to break scenarios down. Something is not working right. Like this happened. The sound equipment was having problems with the sound equipment. I said, I'm not running anything to that sound equipment. It's right. So I watched them go to work and get it to work the right way. That's the hard, instead of saying, yeah, it's good. Let, let's go. No, we'll, we'll get through it. It'll be good. No. That's what that knowledge came in. I remember one of them saying to the other one, he said, hey, you remember this in class? This is what happened here. Let's fix it this way. And guess what? It fixed it that way and we were able to move, move forward. So, yeah, again, <laughs> again, you have to have the best of both worlds. But if you're smart enough, make sure you get somebody that's educated on it. So, Yeah, I, I think that's dope. That's interesting. Um, and that's kind of like why I wanted to have this conversation. Everybody can um, put their uh, their experiences and, and use that as examples on to why, you know, you believe, you know, school or no, no school is important. Um, but at the end of the day, um, like Gerard was saying, it's up to your situation, right? Um, you know what I'm saying? Like me personally, I had a, 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 I benefited from, you know, a great situation where I was able to um, indulge and concentrate um, on my studies and not have to worry about you know, trying to find a way to pay for it and things like that. So I was able to take, you know, to take that route and, and do that and definitely benefit from learning. Um, but real quick, I definitely do remember um, in my undergrad, um, my professors like purposely messing up film equipment to mm -hmm. see how we, you know, troubleshoot it and stuff like that. So I, so it's funny that you say that because I do um, remember, <laughs> remember having to go through uh, those things like that. And then now, um, and the master's program is like, you know, just go out there and handle that. And you already know, so things move um, so much smoother, right? So you, I know where to put, you know, everything that I need to not, you know, catch that bird that's down the block or, you know, whatever the case may be when it comes to sound. Um, and right. I definitely agree with sound is definitely the mo one of the most important um, things that comes to film. In my opinion, is sound and actors. I think, you know, bad quality, you can always throw, like you said, black and white, um, put a nice little, um, make up something and put a nice little uh, filter over it to make it look a little different or something like that. Um, interesting uh, thing is like, if, I don't know if y'all have seen um, the new Army of the Dead from Zack Snyder. Yes, definitely. Yeah, he well, kinda, I'll come right to do that this weekend. Yeah, he kind of played with the camera, right? Like he, he did this, right. this like um, off-centered feel to, to how it looks so like what it's focused on is the only thing that you can see that's clear right exactly. and that's and, and it works like it works for like depending on how you do it it works and it reminded me of like 
like it was on accident. Like I didn't, I didn't mean to do this, but I did it. It looks good. So let's run with it. So now we're doing the whole film like that. You know what I'm saying? And you could do that with quality and picture and stuff, but you just can't do that with, with, with audio. And I mm -hmm. definitely think that you definitely learn that in school. Cause that's like the first thing, like the first class you take is sound and audio. So, you know, from, from rip that your audio needs to be on point. Um, so did y'all have any? Snyder, like just, just going backwards because we talked about like the, the big budgets and art. I think Snyder, like, I know people say I give him a lot of grief for just like, but I think he's one of the fields that's still out there, like uh, Spicely, who who takes that shot, who makes that gamble to try to get that that artsy uh, go-to shot to, to to make to take it to the next. So I I really do appreciate that stuff about him. Um, and the one the only other thing I was gonna say, like, if you're thinking about coming into this industry, do your homework. Really, really research if it's if it's what the because you're not you're not gonna go from doing your nine to five to to get in that twenty million dollar paycheck a year, uh, you're gonna have, you're gonna work that nine to five, and uh, I think there's I think military is uh, it's the one that sacrifices the most as far as career goes. Military, the medical, because uh, you don't know what your schedule is gonna be. Military, you might be hanging out at the beach till you get a call. Hey, guess what? You're going to war. Uh, go pack your stuff for you're shipping out. Uh, doctor, you might be getting ready to go on your boat. Guess what? A uh, car crash on 275, you got a brain surgery in 20 minutes. Film school, you or filmmaker, you're going to work your nine to five. You got to come home and do your homework, study on camera, study on shots, watch films. Like people hate watching movies with me sometimes because I'll be watching, I'll see a cool shot. I'll rewind and I'll rewind and I'll rewind. So I'm like, I'm going to try that. Like, Charger testified to this. When we did the, the 360 shot at Forgotten, People fought me on the shot. Like, no, 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 don't do it, don't do it. When people watch the shot, they're like, and it, we, got told, we got told us in New York, that shot is why your film won best, uh, best film uh, at the New York <laughs> Film Festival. Because we gambled with this shot and it was worth it. But people are like, don't do it, don't do it. You got to do your homework. You got to see something somebody does, think out of the box and do it. Uh, push, push that level. Uh, me and Ash, we've had this conversation on set. If it's cool, we're gonna try it. And if I if, if we finish the shot, I'm like, that was a sexy shot. You know I loved it. Because I wanna push that envelope to 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 do that stuff that that that, that Spike Lee does. But you're gonna have to sacrifice a lot of time. Um think about the sleep until you make it. Cause but it, it, if you do your homework and you whichever route you go, pick the best route for you. I'm not against education. I think education is beautiful. But be ready to put in that time and sacrifice because it's not gonna happen overnight. Appreciate that. Any any final thoughts from you? Right, dope conversation. So, you know, of course, got some great knowledge. Got any final thoughts for the for the ones watching? You hear me, Mr. Davis? You hear me? Got any, any final thoughts? Yeah, drink plenty of water. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's yeah. <laughs> How can I go by? <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's funny that you said it because it's military. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was a perfect response. Shout out the lab. Somebody gonna break up military lingo out. Uh -huh. My thing is, if you have the passion for it, do it. We have a passion for it and work. Yeah, it goes behind that passion. Whether to school or not. You gonna still fall back on getting educated on it, so you choose your route. But either way it go, you're gonna have to get educated on whatever you're trying to do. So make the right decision at that point. And if it's uh, something that you love, then don't worry about the roller coaster ride. It, it don't matter what what you do when you go up. It, it doesn't way. It matters what you do when things on the right. All right, are you gonna keep pushing through, or are you gonna just give up? If it's something you can't figure out. Go to that book and open it up, learn it. Or if you can afford to go to school, which they're working on where everybody can go to school free, which they should have done a long time ago, then go to school and, and, and get that knowledge, get that one-on-one -on -one basis, because that is what's going to set that strong foundation for you so you can handle your business and reach your goals. So that's that's it from Big Sarge. For me, go to school. Uh, I mean, you're going to be in debt at some point in your life, uh, rather whatever it is just go to school 
get the knowledge, put your best foot forward, um, take the chance, take the risk, sign up, apply. You don't know where it's going to lead you, but you know that if you do go to school, um, you're going to get handed some tools that you can use. Um, I say try to go to the best film school you possibly can get into. Um, the better the school, the better the opportunities. Um, and don't even worry about the money. Money comes and goes. Um, that would be my, my, my advice. Just go to school. Um, that was a dope conversation. I appreciate um, everybody joining us. Um, appreciate everybody watching. Um, you, you know, we're always on YouTube. Um, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Look out for us. Uh, we, re- we drop every Sunday. Once again, appreciate, y- appreciate y'all coming in and joining us. And we're off. Ooh. Certified. Certified real. Hey, I'm a little excited. You heard it here first. Certified real. Everybody. You are now listening to Real Talk Podcast. This is certified.